0: everybody, welcome to the Represent Jesus Well podcast, an RCC podcast where we do our best to help people uncover ways that they lead, live, and endure to represent Jesus well. And I'm probably messed that up, but that's as good as we're going to get today. Uh, my name is Sam and I'm here with a really special guest. I'm super grateful that you're here uh, to spend some time with us today. Uh, my new friend, Mark White from uh, Greenfield, Wisconsin, and uh, then also from the Ridge Community Church uh, down there. It's that's right. Awesome. Super excited that you're here with us today. Thank you so it. much. Uh, so I, I got to meet you a couple weeks back because we came in and toured your facility. Mm-hmm. And literally, I have to give you and your whole crew so much props because we had toured a couple of different facilities They were amazing. But but when we walked into your space, there was something about everything there, not just like the layout and the way you guys organized everything about the building, but the staff and the way you all welcomed us and made us feel at home. It was a cultural fit that we felt from the mm-hmm. moment we walked in, and it felt so amazing. So thank you for that.
1: Well, that that's a huge compliment, honestly. You first shared that with me. And I told our team that, and our team just—I mean, we work so hard at yeah. creating
0: a type of culture that you just described. So for us, that's like, thank you very much. That's bullseye for us. I'm so glad it was awesome. And you guys have had quite the history. So 2006, you guys. Launched? 2006. Yep. All right, can you tell me a little bit about you and your story, and then also just the the church's story? I mean, that's a couple things. But yeah. Give me a quick version. Yeah. Versions. So um, I, uh, I I
1: actually grew up not far from Ripon in Oshkosh. Yeah. And. Uh, went to church, but wasn't a Jesus follower. In fact, was just the opposite. Uh, so much so that when I graduated from high school, uh, I wanted to get as far away from my parents as possible, even though I had good parents. Yeah. And so I just, I picked a point on the map and it was Miami, Florida. And I said, I'm going to go to school there. And so I went to University of Miami in Florida, had never even visited the campus. Really? So just went down there and I just, cause Miami Vice was really popular at the time. The football team was dominating and I just thought, man, that's for me. I'm going to go down there. It's going to be cool and all that stuff. So I went down there, lived it up, did all that stuff. And uh, it was senior year. And so uh, I, one of my roommates, who's actually from the UP. Oh, okay? great. Oh, yeah, 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 this is great. He comes to me and he says, he goes, hey, man, uh, I think we ought to start going to church. And I'm like, now? Why? And he goes, I don't know. I, I just think we ought to start going to church. I'm like, dude, we, we stay out till like six in the morning. Well done. On on Saturday nights, okay? I said, dude, we pass out when we get home. He's like, Yeah, he goes, I just think we ought to go to church. I said, Okay, dude, whatever. So he sets his alarm uh that next morning. We we go out and we, you know, we're we're still just both feeling it a bit. And he still gets up, he gets me out of bed, and uh we just brush our teeth, we don't even change our clothes, okay? And he goes, Okay, let's go to church. And so we go in the parking lot, he's like do you know of a church around here? And I'm like, <laughs> I, no. And <laughs> you didn't so even know we where going No, we didn't. And so we just got in his car. We just started driving around. And uh, we're driving around Miami. We see this small United Methodist Church, not even knowing what it is. And we're like, hey, well, let's just go in there, you know? And so we just walk in there. And when we walked in there, here we are, T-shirts and shorts, okay? And everybody in the church was probably over 55. And we walk in, and everybody just kind of turns their heads like, who are you? Yeah. And we, we sit in there and this was it started a journey for us because what was really cool about it is we stood out like sore thumbs because of our age. And to this day, I don't remember a message that the pastor gave, but I just remembered that they just loved and accepted us where we were.
0: That's amazing. And so we
1: just kept coming back. And there would be times where I passed out during during the service. And I mean, it happened multiple times, and no one said anything to us. No one judged us for it. Everything like that. Uh, I graduated, then uh, moved to West Palm Beach, Florida. Where uh, the first time I ever talked to the pastor, he told me a church to go to in West Palm Beach, and uh, went to this church in West Palm Beach. Was living by myself at the time, and then one morning, uh, just in my bed by myself, I just said, "I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I can't do this anymore." No, and uh, so I think I was about twenty-two, twenty-three years old at the time, and just it was a dramatic change. I was all in. Uh, left the corporate world shortly after and uh, got a master's degree went to the church world and then uh, i was in serving at a church in california um, before 2006 with my best friend. And it was great. We loved California. It was just, you know, people are like here, they're like, Oh, that's the land of fruit and nuts. Oh no, man. People are open in California and they're, but they're open to anything, but they're open. Okay. Which is cool. So we're in this hopping church there. And then an organization approached us and Hey, how about planting a church back in Wisconsin? And they approach us in January. That's such we're, a yeah, bad we're, move. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like, no, thanks dude. We we're we're good. Long story short, we, we came here and we started touring the area and we didn't, it wasn't like this lightning bolt, like you must be here. You know, it was more, we read this statistic that in Milwaukee County, that, uh, it's tw- 12% of the people, uh, attended church and 20 years ago, it was 40%. Wow. And so we just saw, the, oh yeah, we just saw this just huge decline and that's what grabbed our heart. And we said, okay. And so then we moved here and just kind of started the church from pretty much scratch.
0: Okay, a couple things uh, just in your story there uh, one, I love the the story about the Methodist Church because I've heard that story before, except the opposite, where you walk in, it's a bunch of people that are older, more mm-hmm. formal, and they judge like crazy. But they didn't you. Oh, no. That was the opposite. I love that story. Yeah, just the that's opposite. just such a really neat thing. I, I, I love, they loved it. having and us around. For sure, right? They really did. They loved having us around. That, that's amazing. So that, that's really, really neat. And then also, you went from the warmest place to a warm place to Wisconsin. I'm so impressed at the fact that you came
1: back. You know, <laughs> it isn't really funny because in, in the pastor world, and you see all kind of crazy things in the pastor world. Yeah, okay? you do. And one of the things that you always see is that, why are pastors always called the warmer places? You notice that? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm going to Arizona. God's calling me to Texas. God's yep. calling me to Florida. It's like, of course he is. Okay. And then we're stuck up here and in January where it's minus 30. It's so
0: true. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, the, the former, uh, my predecessor here, the, the founding yeah. pastor uh-huh. of Community Church, he said, I'm never going to say that I won't plant a church in North Dakota because if I say that, I'm going to have that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He, it's a wise man right yeah, there. Totally. Wise man. Yes, mm-hmm. it's super true. All right. So so you plant a church, and it's in Milwaukee area of mm-hmm. Wisconsin, right on yeah. the border between the suburbs and the city. Yeah, and tell me about how what happened from two thousand six on. Like, give me a little bit of background. Yeah, here. we we
1: didn't. You know, it's kind of like this was the era where church planting started to become more popular. Yeah, uh, and sure. so um, you know, obviously we had to raise a bunch of money, and then uh, we just said, I, I have a marketing degree, and so I think through everything with a marketing lens. So we just said, okay, we're going to, try to, we're going to try to reach the guy who had a certain age, who doesn't go to church, here's what he looks like, and all that stuff. So everything that we did just wrapped around that person. And so we did all sorts of crazy stuff. We started a movie theater, and they wouldn't even let us go in the front doors. We had to go into the side doors. Really? And uh, I still remember. So we, we rented like five theaters out. And, uh, and we did all this crazy marketing campaign stuff. I mean, we had crazy stuff. And I remember I had people call me and threaten my life because they were just so, you know, church people who were just like, I can't believe you guys are doing this stuff and all that. But we were targeting that guy and we yeah. were tapping into just a, just a need that he had constantly. And uh, so, so when we started, we had, a, we had a launch team of about 20 people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden about 400 showed up that first weekend. Okay. And, and know, some of them are well-wishers, but Fox News shows up and they're like, what is this church in a movie theater? And what are you guys doing? And you're playing, we were playing loud rock music. I mean, like loud rock music. We were playing nineties uh, hits and all this stuff. We played Metallica stuff. I mean, yep. we were just hard edge, all loud, all that stuff and then just you know the church whittled down to about you know 180 then it just started to grow and then we grew the movie theater but we still kept that target person of this is the person that we're trying to connect with and then we moved into high school and then you know, the building that you saw.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Well, fun First, there's so much about what you're just saying fits our DNA. Even in, in mm-hmm. Ripon, Wisconsin, like we definitely have loud music. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely played some songs that people are like, I can't believe you played that in church, which is fun. It's just a thing because I think that's really great. And also like, did you have bouncers like at the back door to the movie <laughs> theater? I feel like that would <laughs> we, be awesome. We <laughs> had, this was really funny.
1: So we had these dudes that were coming. They were so fun. Uh, they were part of this boxing group. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, these dudes were rough dudes and they were fantastic though. And so they would sit in the front row and they'd have their arms crossed. I mean, they're all tatted up all over their face and all that stuff. And they're like, Hey, uh, Hey, pastor dude, um, do you, do you want us to like be security and stuff? We're like, yeah, man. That's so <laughs> like, crazy. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> just don't hit anybody because they would hit him. somebody, you know. And uh, oh yeah, they 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 invited us to like say prayers before these big boxing tournaments in Milwaukee, dude. Oh, and that's it was amazing, so, dude. It was unbelievable the stuff that was going on. And I was, I mean, it was just crazy, crazy stuff. People were just smoking in the front, and there was ashes all over our front when people would walk in and all that stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, those are just the band members <laughs> because we were just taking band members. You Didn't have to be a Christian. We we're just like, yeah, man, can you play? Sure, come on in. We'd like advertise like on MilwaukeeRocks.com. I no. No called, and we just pulled anybody. That's amazing. And uh, so our first day, this was funny. Our first day, our bass player didn't show up opening weekend. He didn't show up because he had picked up some girl at the bar the night before <laughs> and hooked up with her and didn't show up. And oh, so we no. showed up without the bass player. Oh, that man. was kind of
0: how raw it was. That's really raw. But like, it seems so, okay. Sorry, I'm jumping over, over here for a second. You have a slogan mm-hmm. plastered over part of your building now. And it's uh, to bring the hope of Jesus in every home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that originate? And then I'm thinking, like, these are these people that are calling your church. Hey, this can be a church I go to. Yeah. Tell me about how those intersect. The we made a change. So our first year,
1: our mission statement wasn't wasn't that different. I mean, I always tell our our team every mission statement's the same. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's the same, but you just craft your own wording. And the first one was love God and love people. Well, totally. after the year after year one, we just saw people interpreting that their own way. And so we're like, okay, we got to make a change. And so we, we made a change. We helping people find and follow Jesus. And we did that for the longest time. That was our mission statement. A couple years ago, I felt convicted from the standpoint of mission is great. And I think it's important. And everybody does this different, by the way. Okay. So this isn't necessarily the right answer. This was just our answer. We said this, we said, what, what our church is missing is direction. So that people want to see where are we shooting for something. Or I like to say, we wanted to go from a what church to a where church. Yeah. Okay. And so that's when then we crafted a vision statement that was to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. And our focus is Southeast Wisconsin. And uh, so that's what we say that all the time. And then people started to go, hey, where, where, where are we going? This is where we're going. We're going in this direction we're bringing church uh we're about the home we're about all those different things and so that was a big
0: shift for us it's awesome so the reason i bring that up is our, our mission statement actually just got changed mm-hmm. and it's now to represent jesus well I and love that, your mission statement. Thank you. I'm super mm-hmm. excited about it because that's a short version that everybody can say for themselves, which is amazing. But then the long version is to represent Jesus well on every city street and in every social circle and rip in Ripon and the star. Oh, that's right. So it's got the wear component. Exactly. I, so love, it. I love that combination. I love um, so where that comes from is, and why that this podcast is named that, is it's amazing how people do that in different ways. And, and it really comes from an idea that we are ambassadors for Jesus. And like what we're doing uh, really does come into play when we—, we when we're interacting at Little League, when we're talking to people at the coffee shop, when we're having dinner out, when we're, I don't know, just going for a walk down the street or interacting with our neighbors, what we're doing is literally being a representative of Jesus. So I, I love how that works, but as, a, as I saw your bringing the hope of Jesus into this it's a, such a similar mm-hmm. mindset. I, I'm curious, uh, with, with the uh, building and with the growth that you've— um, which we want to talk about in a minute— but how have you seen that change the people in your the, the change what in the vision have yeah. No, no, in the people. How have you yeah. seen that in them? I, I think what's great about it is
1: I think it was perfect timing because we, we saw a major cultural shift that happened over the last, I think it was five years. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may put different verbiage on this, but I I, I think they'll understand the idea. And that is about five or six years ago, we started to feel this and this is going to lend to the answer. Okay. Five or six years ago, we felt this whole thing where, uh, maybe the attractional model of church, let's just call it that. Yep. Uh, people would still invite their friends and all that stuff, but we felt like we were creating a codependent culture and we started to go, Hmm, we, we, we don't want that. Uh, we want to come along and partner with, with people in their journey in their journey with Jesus as they are connecting with their neighbors and friends that are far from God and all that stuff so we made a shift and said, we're going to do a lot more equipping outside of weekend stuff to help people walk with someone who doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. And so now, then we started to invest all these resources. And so then we changed the vision statement to reflect that very desire. And uh, so or you, you hear some people say, invest and invite, and an invite culture is really important. I mean, that's kind of the North Point model and all that stuff. Yep. But what we found is people would invite and then if they, they said, no, they didn't know what to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally, That's so
1: great. That's really what it is. And, And so what it was is, Hey, let's spend all the time on the invest part and equipping people how to invest in someone. And that's all that just kind of culminated together uh, to do that. Which is
0: great because when you invest in somebody, you're just naturally going to invite them. That's, I, it's I think, yeah,
1: I think there's definitely a part of that. So we do a bunch of stuff. Like we do a bunch of, uh, campaigns throughout the year, like treat your street. I mean, oh, we, we push Halloween like you wouldn't, we love Halloween. In fact, one of the cool stories is when we moved into the Walmart building, we actually put a Halloween express in the corner. I think I may have told you that. Did I ever tell you this No, part? no. Oh yeah. So we, um, so Halloween Expresses are, are big down by us, and they usually are five-month stores, and the dude who runs them runs like seven or eight of them. He's just loaded. I mean, they do just great stuff. That's amazing. So he approached us when we moved in the Walmart building because we weren't using all the building, of course. And he goes, hey, man, do you mind if we put a Halloween Express on the other side of your building? And we were like, yeah, that's great. And Because we thought, man, those are the people that we want here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so he puts up this... Halloween Express, okay? And all the people that were attending the Ridge were fine. Now, we never got one complaint. The people outside of the Ridge and other churches, man, I got so much hate mail and stuff like that. It was unstinking believable. That's why. But we set the culture of this is who we're going to be about and so when we when we say, hey, Halloween's important, we don't get pushback. Like, well, you know, that Halloween's up. who cares? OK, you know, that's where you that's where you're that's where people are. Yeah, uh, we do things throughout the summer where we just we have these neighborhood kits, party kits that we equip people with. And then we set goals and all that stuff. So we're very strategic about and it's not get them to church. It's get the church to
0: them. Sort of idea. That's a whole different mentality, isn't it's it? It's a whole different mentality. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the reasons that we've, we're talking really is because our church is going through this very mm-hmm. big shift. We're, we're uh, literally, uh, look at the date, 15 days from now, we close on a brand new build not a brand new building, and a building that will be new to us and definitely in need of lots of renovation. Uh, but that building is going to make a, a big difference for our, our church family. It's going to be a, a huge shift for us. And I want to just hear a little bit about how your space helps you represent Jesus well or bring the hope of Jesus yeah. into the home uh, in your community.
1: Yeah, I think we said this because we bought a Walmart building and Milwaukee County hadn't allowed a church in a big box at that point. Okay, so that was really new for them. In fact, we were told no multiple times when we approached him. But what they wanted was, and this was this is this is first the community side of things, okay? Yep. So we wanted our building to not only look good for the community, but we wanted it to be used for the community. And churches will say that, and we say that, uh, but we we really meant it. We we wanted that. So uh, you know, we showed okay, okay, we gave them a vision for it and all that stuff. But then the interior of the building, which needed to match the exterior, okay. But we said our our target person is still the same. Yeah. Okay. And so let's design our building for that guy. All right. And then, like I said, we have a profile for him. And, and this is where we recently uh, did some refurbing of the, of the building, some rehabbing of it, where we said, now people want to gather more. Yeah, they do. And so then how can we create these spaces that'll naturally allow gathering to happen and that we don't have to tell people, but it just a, a natural. Law. So we, we had the filter of the person. Okay, so the, all the stuff that you saw, the colors, the steel, all that stuff, that's, that's all very strategic. Uh, and then what is going to create gathering opportunities for people? Because you know this, when they gather, they connect, and when they connect, they stay.
0: Yep, it's absolutely true. It's very wild, and I mean, one of the things that we're excited about with our new space is exactly that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tell the story too often, but when COVID happened, my my, most frustrating moment was when I couldn't get out of my car to get my kid anymore. From little kids, they would go out after school, go and play in the playground, and you'd walk out of your car and go get them. But what would happen is you'd have these naturally connecting moments with people in your community that you wouldn't otherwise see. COVID hits, you have to stay in your car. It doesn't happen anymore. And I, I miss that. And so we do that a ton here at this church, but you've walked through our church now and you know that it's difficult to find those spaces. You can see it. So it's exciting that that's, that'll be the case.
1: Well, the fact that you guys are doing what you're doing with some of the challenges that you have, it's, I
0: mean, it's just a testament to what God's doing. It's really good. I can't wait to see the new building. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna yeah, take a look way. at it a little bit here. Uh, also, another another thing with that, you had to um, encourage your people to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And, and then being part of something like this, that's a, that's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. People have to own it for themselves. They have to be in. For us, it's all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you are talking about finances and that part of things, uh, we're talking about representing Jesus. Well, how do you represent Jesus well with your finances in this kind of a circumstance? What, what were you excited about with that? How did people react?
1: Well, I think the... I think there's a couple things. One is our church at that point when we went through our first campaign to get in the building, we hadn't secured a building yet. Yeah. So we had this sense that God was calling us first to make a commitment to do it, and then and so it's really hard to get in front of a church to say, hey, we really think that God's calling us to 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 find a permanent location, and here's why, and we were clear with the why, and then to go, okay, hey, will you commit to something you can't see? (laughs) I mean, that's a really tough (laughs) deal. Okay. And then as a part of that, we actually had a piece of land. And uh, so we showed people the drawings and all that stuff. And then the day before it was to, we were to, to, to finish the due diligence period the day before we backed out. Wow. And it was in the middle of the campaign. Okay. So, and then our lender fell through at the same time. So it was just not a good time. But when the Walmart building opened up, it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool God thing. And when, when you have a church of, that we had at this time, not one, only one couple had been through a capital campaign before at our church. And so I, I like to relate it to, it's like starting a, a, starting a game, you're a football team and you're starting a game with all rookies, but one. Yeah. I mean, that, because you just grow each campaign mm-hmm. as a Jesus follower. Okay. So I think the church did about as good as it could based on where we were from a spiritual maturity standpoint. And, uh, we saw just cool stories as you'll see people just sacrificing things and giving up things. And, uh, I, I it was one of the, I still look at it as one of my favorite times, uh, just as, as a leader and stuff like that. And just the joy that that brings to watch people take that step. And my wife and I took a huge step. And so, you know, it's for
0: us as well in our family. That's, that's wild. For me, I mean, it's, I didn't expect that part of this. Mm-hmm. So we're about halfway through the, the, the campaign or the, the giving initiative. And, uh, I never thought I'd be so excited by it. Like I kind of dreaded it, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. The thought of talking about money and all those things, that's scary, but I didn't see at the time early on just how much life transformation was going to happen. Oh, it's huge. Just how much people were going to actually see the things that they prioritize, the things that they value, and see how much... It's been just encouraging to me to see how much people are excited about the mission of this church, and like it's part of them. In a way that you hope is the case, because you believe it to be so true and so important, but to hear it and see it and experience it, it it's, it's amazing. It is,
1: and it. And what's great about it is, you will. I, I tell every every pastor I talk to there are going through a campaign, I always say this: there'll be some things that'll surprise you, and there'll be some things that surprise you. <laughs> and and every campaign that I've I've walked through, every campaign, you know, other pastor friends off, it, it it's the same every time. The ones that you don't expect do, and a lot of times the one that you expect don't yeah it just happens and as we got to check our heart from the standpoint of okay just got to give that over to god and you know maybe there's something else going on there and all that stuff because it really is and this is where the life change happens you know this our money and our heart are tied together and so when you see people do that man they just naturally experience more jesus in their life and they grow and it's that's that's the beauty of the campaign so it's not so much about the money at the end even though we think it is yeah it's about just man people grow in their faith journey and all that stuff and just the money result is just a byproduct yeah it's just a byproduct of
0: it. it. But the cool thing is, I mean, it is a byproduct, but I am just, it's so excited to see like you, you get a bunch of people acting out of faith. And then you also get to experience this whole thing together. It's great. Moving into a new space, seeing how that impacts it's bonding. People. It's yeah. a bonding
1: time for your it, church. It's so wild. It's a bonding time. Now, when you get done with this one, you're not going to want to do one for a little bit. I'll tell you that right now, because you're going to be sure. exhausted yeah. and you should be, and your staff should be exhausted because you know what? That's what a season of sacrifice does. But... I, it's
0: worth it. Yeah. It's it worth is. it. Man, this is so fun. So as you are, are are going through, like you're about, what are you at? How many years in the building? 10 years? Almost? Uh, not quite, but we will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost 10 years in the mm-hmm. building. Uh, what? And and then also just, you've now launched a second mm-hmm. venue, which mm-hmm. is in where again? Uh, Oak Creek, Franklin area. Oak Creek, mm-hmm. Franklin. That, that's beautiful. Uh, you've seen so much ministry, so much life change happen over these last nine years. Mm-hmm. That That's amazing. Can you just tell me, um, is is there like one story or one thing like, man, when I, when I have a story, when I have an opportunity to talk about something, that's the one I like to tell. Oh man. I know I, it's a million of them. Well, I,
1: you know, I, I'm kind of that guy that I, I take there. There's two things. Probably the, the two biggest things I take joy in are seeing other people succeed. Yeah. So I love just from a from a leader standpoint, people aren't staff and leaders step into certain things and to grow and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I take so much joy in that. So when you say that just from from that filter, I mean a lot of our staff is internal. Our campus pastor was someone who became a Christian, became a Jesus follower at the ridge at when we were in the high school and then he's kind of grown up and all of a sudden, you know, he comes on staff, leaves a really good, successful job, and then he steps into ministry area and all that stuff, and now he's, you know, doing his own thing. So I love that. The other filter is, you know, the story from people that are far from God. Mm-hmm. And um, oh man, I've got, gosh, I uh, I'll tell you a funny one. Great, okay, you'll love this. So uh, we moved into the building, and uh, there was this dude who was coming. He was really far from God. I mean, he'd never been to church in his life, and you know, he he's f-bombing out in the halls, and not in a not in a you know an obnoxious way, just kind of you know it doesn't you know so people don't care. And so uh, he becomes a Jesus follower, and then we have baptisms. And this was before that we had um, branded baptism shirts and all that stuff. So yeah, just wear whatever you want, you know, and all that stuff. And so uh, he goes up to get baptized, and uh, we had the big screens, and you know, you'd show the person coming up. He he comes across. He has an FU shirt on. Okay, now he wasn't doing it to be. I mean, he just that's what he would wear, and yeah. all that stuff. And it was funny. After that, you know, we kind of laughed about it and all that stuff, and we laughed with him. And we're like, hey, dude, you know, nice shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, we got done, and my arts director goes, "We're gonna do branding, Christmas <laughs> shirts after that." You know, we're gonna do, br- and good. we did. Oh yeah, and we did. We we branded them after that Absolutely. and all that stuff. Oh yeah, our staff just chuckled about, it, laughed about <laughs> it. But you know, just to see stuff like that, you know, I just
0: Well, what I love about that is the heart, because it's not about getting people to a certain level of goodness so they can come in the door. It's it's about helping people know Jesus, and that's what changes their life. And you don't have to worry about those like. Little weird things, right? Like you no. get to just love people who they are and be excited about it, and then brand the shirts. Obviously, <laughs> brand the shirts, and it
1: wasn't his branded shirt, by the <laughs> no way. We kidding. we changed it. We, we definitely changed it.
0: but I think you know that's the beauty of 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 the local
1: church. Yeah, and when you see stuff like that, and you just see the grace that's that's experienced in something like that. I mean, he's thinking nothing of it. We're thinking nothing of it. We're actually having good laughs about it, and um, I mean that's. It's great. That's, I mean, you can't put a price tag on that. That's why your season you're going through, that's what you're doing it for. You're not doing it for the bricks and mortar. Who cares? You can get bricks and mortar anywhere. Yep. I mean, you're doing it through, you're doing it about the people.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Mark, you have been such an encouragement to me. Thank you for coming up this way. Thanks for for being here uh, at the church and seeing everything. I'm excited to hear more from you later. And uh, thank you so much for being on here. Oh,
1: you kidding me? You must have been desperate for guests. Oh, God this, this is so This so is good. great. And love you. Love your team. Love what you guys are doing. Excited to see what God does. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Thanks. And thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a good week.